Hi, and thanks for tuning in to My Adventures at Home Brewing. I'm Dan Matthews, and come along with me as we talk about things for new home brewers, from gadgets to how we got started to, I don't know, all the mistakes we make along the way. So come along for the ride and have a beer or two along the way. looking for that yeast that can help you attain the best beer possible that you're looking for escarpment laboratories escarpment laboratories are located in guelph ontario and make some of the finest yeasts in canada if you want to make the beer that you want and have consistent results all the time you need to check out escarpment laboratories Brew Donkey Tours are back. We closed our doors for the health of our community, but now with new safety protocols, we're getting ready to open the barn doors. Starting July 24th, the donkey rides again. Every ticket includes ample samples, behind the scenes tours, and a healthy dose of learning. Support local breweries and tourism with a brewery tour by bus. Get your tickets before they sell out at brewdonkey.ca. Brew Donkey, brew tours that kick ass. Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in once again to My Adventures in Home Brewing. Uh, so uh, last week we had the guys in from Straight Out Brewing Company, which was fantastic. Uh, if you haven't, please go check it, check them out. They, they're a great bunch of guys and uh, help support them, especially during these times with COVID. Uh, today we're very fortunate that we're going to be dealing with the guys from Brewer's Friend, which is a really cool software uh, that I use, uh, great for making recipes, keeping track of your notes, and also tracking everything you do. So we'll have Nick on soon, and uh, we'll go from there. So come along for the ride and have a beer or two along the way. So hey, everybody, here we are. We're online now with Nick. Nick, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Anytime, man, anytime. So why don't we just delve into a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got involved with uh, Brewer's Friend? So I've been with Brewer's Friend for about a year now. Um, I was brought on as a professional brewing consultant. Uh, we have uh, released Brewer's Friend Pro, uh, which has features for professional breweries, including tank tracking, advanced inventory features, et cetera, uh, custom notifications. Uh, so I was brought on um, about a year ago to help develop that. And I'm also running the social media, uh, helping development of the website. And yeah, I, I went to college and I had a, I was a philosophy major, but I had a beer brewing class as an elective, graduated, uh, bought the equipment. And within three weeks, I got a job at a brewery and uh, the rest is history. There you go. So where are you a professional brewer at? Uh, I started out at a, um, a, a medium-sized place in Pennsylvania um, called Sly Fox. Uh, when I was there, I think it was about five-state uh, distribution. And I've worked at a handful of other tiny breweries. Um, in Colorado, I worked with Oscar Blues. I was a cellarman there for a while. And I am currently... Uh, helping out a small brewery in boulder colorado right now oh fantastic all right so um we all know when we're uh, taken uh when we're started into uh brewing especially uh as brewers like uh, and home brewers um 
note taking is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to find that one key piece of information or uh, software to help keep track of that is really hard. Um, I find with Brewer's Friend, it's extremely easy. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit, us a little bit about Brewer's Friend and what the key parts of note-taking are? Yeah, so I'd say the basis of it uh, starts out with the recipe builder. So if you click uh, new beer recipe on the website, um, it, it loads up uh, a blank format for you to enter beer name, um, all your fermentables, hops, yeast, and you type everything in. You have your equipment pro- pro- profile set. Uh, if you if you brew on a certain brand of equipment, we have many of those brands loaded in there. So all of your efficiencies are completely loaded into the website. And then you enter all of your ingredients and it, all the calculations are built into the recipe builder. Um, so it makes it really easy to put together a recipe accurately. And then when you actually brew that beer, you'll find that you really do hit those specifications a lot. Um, when you start a brew session from the recipe, there's an ability to add a ton of notes and brew logs uh, as they are on the website. And the brew logs, you can just have a sample, whether it's a pH, first runnings of the mash, last runnings, first wort, um, any, any, uh, any sort of information. You can add uh, either a custom brew log or you can just add uh, one of our preset brew logs. And then every time you go back and you, let's say you brew that same recipe again, you have all of the information from your last batch there. Okay. And as I had mentioned, when I first got into home brewing, you know, I was kind of just writing, writing down notes in, in, on, on a piece of paper and looking back to those notes, I missed a lot of information that I wish I yeah. had Brewer's Friend for back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know when I first started out, um, like I, I've said before on some other casts, is that uh, my first thing was uh, the liquid LME in a can. Mm-hmm. And my wife gave me that and I didn't know my ass from my tea, from a tea kettle pretty much. And I only like, all right, this in it goes, let's hope. And I didn't write down anything. So I didn't have a clue what I was doing really now come forward. And I've got brewer's friend and it can be overwhelming. Cause I know the first bit of software that I got told to use was uh, Beersmith, mm-hmm. And that is a juggernaut. And it is completely, in my opinion, not everybody, but in my opinion, it can be really confusing um, uh, if you're not sure of what to do. And I found, uh, just by Googling and having a look around, uh, Brewer's Friend to be extremely uh, uh, welcoming, especially when it comes to note-taking. Uh, also, what, like for uh, it's completely user-friendly. It also has forums and everything else. Um, how do and I br- users, users yeah. are very active on the forums too, which is, which is really cool. Whether it's brewing related or non-brewing related, there's always uh, cool discussions and topics on there. Yeah, exactly. And how did like Brewer's Friend evolve? I mean, has it been around for a, a long time or? Yeah. So it was founded in 2007. It's been around for a while. And um, just over time, I mean, we're just constantly adding new features, um, accepting feature requests, whether it's on the forum or people message us on social media or email to the support. Uh, we're constantly adding new features. Uh, we just most recently added a big feature for cost. 
so you can actually add um, exactly what you paid for an item at at the homebrew store let's say or online and yeah and then when you build the recipe it shows the exact cost of your batch final yield uh, so we're just constantly adding more to to make to make more people join and make more people happy yeah, yeah. do you find that a lot of people are using uh the notes and also the uh, cost feature for when it comes to actually doing their, uh, their recipes and everything else. Yeah. So the cost feature is relatively new and we, you know, a lot of people really have enjoyed that. Um, uh, just, just general feedback. Um, the notes. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I see, I look at a lot of recipes on the website, popular recipes, and I see, uh, plenty, plenty of very detailed notes and just the general like notes section of the uh, of brew session or recipe, and uh, then and then the brew logs itself. You can see um, if you check like the live fermentation stream on the homepage of the website, you can see uh, people are adding notes to their brew logs, etc. And um, it's it's great to see when people are just keeping that much track of every little step, especially when they share the recipe publicly. You kind of have every detail of that recipe that you need. Uh, put together uh, from the from the person who posted the recipe. Yeah, I, I know I've 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 done that. I've posted some uh, recipes up there and things like that, and I've watched how many brews the the people have done on them, and I'm like, yeah. holy crap, that's actually pretty cool. It is really uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, for note taking though, like how far does it actually really drill down? Does, does it have to be extremely specific? Does it have to be uh, as general as possible or whatever it is that we want to put into it? Um, I mean, I, I've always gone by the notion of the more, the more detail you have, you know, it's not going to hurt to have too much detail. Um, if, if you put in, you know, as many, as many pieces of information as you want for your recipe or brew session, um, there's going to be a better chance that you're going to be able to replicate that batch. Um, and going even further than notes uh, to replicate and have consistency. I mean, we have the tilt and integration and, and uh, fermentation device integration. So for instance, I've looked at, um, I've brewed a recipe more than once and I've looked at the fermentation graph. So you can see the gravity over temperature over time. And I'll look, it's like, oh, when did I diacetyl rest this lager? I'm like, oh, I did it at this exact gravity, at this exact day, to this exact temperature, how long it sat for, what the lagering temp was, and just being able to look back to my previous batch and have all that information in there. I know I'm doing everything the same. And I mean, that's, that's just that's how to create a consistent batch of beer there. Yeah. Um, when you're... Ordering online, and I, I know this is going to be kind of maybe a little bit off topic, but um, I know note taking part of the notes is that you know what you've got for your, your grain bill and, and everything else. Mm -hmm. And you said there's a, uh, I, I, know, I know there is, there's the inventory um, uh, feature on yeah. Brewer's Friend. Um, I know in the States you're able to order online. Can you do that in Canada? Um, from the, the, the website on the shopping yeah. on the website, y you know, yeah. Um, it is, as long as they, uh, the, the shipping might be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I, I obviously haven't tried it, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the shipping options would be a bit different for sure. Okay. Um, 
but I can't verify that because I have not tried to order from Canada. <laughs> That's okay. Because <laughs> uh, I, I know there's a few of us here in Canada that, have, that, that use it and, and really enjoy it. Is I use it mainly to keep track of when I need to order something. Because uh, okay. I have my homebrew shop here that I really like using um, and things like that. So I wasn't sure if you guys were tied into other homebrew shops or is one specifically that you use or. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just linked to um, a, a, a homebrew supply website. Uh, it's not specifically any local homebrew stores. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then obviously uh, the stock is going to be dependent on, on, on what we have. So a lot, a lot of time, you know, people will just go for the, go to the homebrew stores, mm -hmm. um, especially if you wanted to not ship yeast, you know, it'd be, I'd yeah, rather yeah. go to a store and buy the yeast cold out of a fridge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's plenty of options on, on, on the website in order to, to get ingredients delivered to you, kits, uh, raw ingredients. Um, yeah. So why should we use Brewer's Friend versus, say, something like Brewfather or Beersmith? So as you mentioned it, I think the usability is just it's super easy. Um, the, the user interfaces are really nice. Uh, there's a lot of features on Brewer's Friend. Um, like the cost that is uh, unique. Um, we have on the pro side, we have um, a brewer supply group. Uh, it's a commercial brewery supply group, uh, Canada and the United States. Um, you can just literally, if you buy ingredients, you click the PDF that they sent you from the email. It imports all of the ingredients into your inventory uh, without all the specs, all the price from the PDF. Um, in terms of comparing it to other softwares, we have the largest ingredient database and we're constantly adding um, new ingredients to it. And if some people can add custom fermentables and, and we add that to our database. So we, we have, I mean, a huge catalog of yeast, fermentables, hops, uh, other ingredients. Um, we by far have the largest ingredient database. So that definitely helps a lot of people out when they're developing the recipes. Um, there are so many features I could get into <laughs> that, are, that are unique with Brewer's Friend. That's, and, that's, um, and, that, and that's fine if you want to get into some of those features, mainly because I think it helps uh, people understand like um, note taking isn't just uh, writing down. And for me, it isn't just writing down this different stages you're at note taking is also like, okay, so, um, I know I need, I need this, um, for this stage or whatever else, but it's also like what works, what doesn't work. Uh, also for yourself to know when you're using your software, okay, I noticed with this software that, um, I can, I can, uh, scale it to like 10 barrels. Mm -hmm or I can scale it down to say like two gallons. Uh, I mean, I find that taking notes that what things are capable of doing and what they can do are also really good. And I'm pretty sure that's where you're like, like some of the features Brewer's Friend can do. Yeah, yeah, we have the, the scaling feature is really great. Um, I've used that a lot actually, um, just scaling from I brew on a one barrel system. So I'll scale from five gallons to 31 or 10 gallons to 31 with older recipes that I have. Of course, there's a little bit of uh, utilization differences with hops and efficiencies um, when you're scaling, especially to a large batch size. If you were scaling to, you know, 10 barrels, 
you'd have to make a lot of adjustments. You typically have higher efficiencies. Um, and we, and we've had customers, you know, ask about that and, and in, inquire about scaling and, and, and we're always happy to, to, to help them, um, with the information, you know, and the, the, the differences of pop utilization and efficiencies and, and the evaporation rate. I mean, evaporation rates much smaller on a larger system. Um, and, and as you had mentioned, uh, with uh, planning on what ingredients you need, I mean, that's another, you know, overlooked side of note taking. It's, you know, planning for the future of yeah. what, a, you know, <laughs> get to brew day. You don't want to miss out on that one ingredient. And uh, as, as well as just being able to track that inventory without having to, uh, you know, keep a notepad and constantly change what you have in your inventory. Um, so it's just so many, so many uh, features that, you know, I never would have been able to do without, without the software. What are some of the key ones that you think uh, a new brewer should really focus on when it comes to things like Brewer's Friend? Uh, for features? Yeah. Yeah, inventory deductions. That's, that's, a, that's a great one to start out with. Um, being able to have all of your inventory listed in Brewer's Friend and then um, building a recipe from that inventory uh, you have an ability to deduct every time you brew. So you build the recipe. It says how many pounds you have. So you know if you're over or under. When you click brew, you can select uh, to deduct from inventory. And then it uh, automatically subtracts what you used in that, re in that brew session. Um, that, that's, that's an amazing feature. That, that helps so much. Um, mm -hmm. I know it helps a ton of people. Um, getting a little bit more advanced the water chemistry calculator is awesome uh, being able to, to select the water profile uh, that you want to match if you have your own water profile or, or just your local uh, town's source water you can just enter either a diluted amount of distilled water or uh, salt and mineral additions and that really helps you um, just put together the, the perfect water profile that's 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 an amazing feature um, other features, uh, yeah, the tilt integration, if anyone, or the Play-Doh, if anyone uses the fermentation devices, that's, that's pretty incredible just to be able to watch the graph and then, uh, compare graphs of different pre-sessions that just really, um, solidifies that you, you, you know what you're doing. Um, yeah. there's three, three great features that I, that I love. Yeah, I used the uh, <clears throat> the Play-Doh airlock, and I like mm -hmm. watching like the bubbles per minute part on it. And like when I, I used SO4 once, and I just watched the graph go like that, then plummet. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy crap, the yeast is a beast!" And I, I actually thought that something went wrong, but I'm like looking at my notes, looking at the characteristics of the yeast, and I'm like, "Okay, that's it's normal." That's yeah, fine. and. Uh... What's even crazier is a Kvike form, uh, Norwegian farmhouse because, I mean, if you th they'll, they'll ferment up to 95 degrees and be done fermenting in one day. So yeah. If you look at one of those graphs, it's, it's just a straight spike, straight spike up in temperature and a straight, straight spike, spike down, down in gravity. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool, yeah. Yeah, no, I was talking with uh, Coulter from Homebrewing DIY, and he's, he was saying that, you know, you can put a um, Kvike yeast in, to your beer and like two or three days later it's it's done uh, and the, 
I'm kind of curious to see how, what I, what that kind of yeast would do under if you try to do it under pressure fermentation. Right, right. Um, I yeah, I don't I don't have any ex per, uh, personal experience with kvike pressure fermentation, um, but I, I on on another similar note with kvike, I um, in, in a professional brewing scene uh, uh, scene I've pitched kvike yeast into 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 the fermenter right after knocking out i mean you you see bubbles in i swear within a half hour it just it <laughs> wow. just kicks right on wow all <laughs> yeah, right if you have a good if you have a good a good live pitch all right that's gonna be just, something i'm gonna have to try yeah it's really cool <laughs> all right all right here we go all right so back on note taking um i know uh keeping track of what you use, uh, pitch rate, and things like that. What are some of the important parts for new home brewers that you think, regardless of, of, of brewer's friend, but what are some of the key things that you think home, new home brewers should really keep track of? Um, first thing I can think of is yeast. Um, just making sure you have the proper pitch rate you know, if you're brew if you're brewing a beer that's uh, you know, let's say it's a five gallon batch that's eight percent, you're gonna want to probably use two yeast packs or make a starter, you know, depending on the style that you're doing. Um, and I think that's a, I I know when I first started brewing, there were a couple times that I thought I had enough yeast and it, it got it got a little bit stressed out, and you could taste the the, the uh, esters and the off layers that it produced. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that's that's a huge thing. Um, um, I think there's a general tendency to, when you first start to kind of get lost in all the details, there's IBUs, there's gravity, and you're wondering how to calculate them all. And you're just, is this beer going to be too bitter? Is it not going to be bitter enough? Um, am I going to even hit the gravity? Is my grain crush right? <laughs> And, and, and once you get a couple batches under you, it all, it all becomes pretty secondhand. But again, that's where um, Brewer's Friend is, uh, is really helpful because all of your equipment profiles are loaded in. So when, when, you, uh, when, you, when you have the, the grain, um, the fermentables listed in the recipe builder, you, kn you, have, you know that your, the gravity you're gonna hit is, is not gonna be too high. So I remember brewing a batch and uh, you know, when I first started and the gravity was 10 points higher than I originally expected because I changed something in my mash ton and then the yeast could, that I had couldn't handle it. Uh, so just being able to set all of that up uh, from, from the get-go and, and, and take all the notes uh, together on Brewer's Friend, just avoid all of those issues of, you know, not hitting all of your specifications in the brew. Right. All right. So... Um, you know, it, it seems like you've covered quite a bit in a short amount of time. Um, but with Brewer's Friend, um, what is the what are some of the, the things that you actually love about it? What are some of the options on it that you don't think anyone really can do without? That's a good. That's a really good question. Um, For me, I know it's the strike calculator. Yeah. I, oh. I, I, yeah. I, lo I love having that. That is the and the quick water quick water requirements. Yeah, yeah. That that that's super helpful. Just click of a button. Uh, you you know your absorption rates already, so you can just see exactly how much water you're going to need for the entire batch. Uh, yep. Your grain 
absorption, your hop absorption, your pre-boil volume, you know, your strike water, sparge water. And then at the end, you know, let's say it's supposed to be a 5.6 gallon post boil and you're like, well, my, my site glass is 5.6 gallons. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Then, I mean, uh, I've, yeah. I've been over like once or twice, like I've like, it's supposed to be five and a half gallons. And I got six. I'm like, okay, half a gallon more. It's not the end of the world. Right. So, but yeah, that calculator is like by far one of the best things ever. Um, I do like the, the CO2 calculator for what you need to, for your priming sugar and things like yeah. that. Cause I do know some guys say they'll make a simple syrup and then they'll add it in, then they'll bottle it or they'll keg it that way. I, I use uh, the Cooper's uh, carb mm. drops. Yep. I love those things and kind of wish that was inside the, uh, the calculator cause you have DME and everything else in there. Okay. Noted, noted. There, this is just an idea. Just yeah, idea. for sure, for sure. <laughs> but um, um, go ahead. Yeah, and we have the which was a recent uh, feature on on our social media was the keg carbonation calculator. So you just enter your keg temperature um, and your desired volumes of CO two, and it just shows the pressure that you have to set your regulator, your mm -hmm. CO two regulator at, and just set it and forget it, and you'll have the perfect carb level. Awesome. So we are gonna maybe end that part there and just say thank you very much and then i'll ask you as a home brewer what are you working on currently um uh just kegged up a, a couple weeks ago a, a hazy new england ipa and currently 35 days into after the brew a bohemian pilsner um, oh wow yeah so it's been lagering for uh just under a month and I think the, the total lagering time we're going to do is about 10 weeks. Oof. Yeah, I've tasted, I've tasted some beers and, and the brewers say like, yeah, we lagered this for three months. And I mean, you can, you can really taste the difference. When I, when I worked at, I mentioned the first brewery I worked at, uh, Sly Fox in Pennsylvania. Uh, they're a large uh, a lager production brewery. And uh, just the general, the slow month for every brewery, January, February yeah. time. I mean, the beer would be in the tank for a week or two longer and it would just, it would make so much of a difference. Yeah. Just a Bohemian Pilsner in the, in the, in the fermenter right now. And, uh, next up on the schedule is a kettle sour. Nice. Nice. Well, Nick, I'm going to say thank you very much. I'm going to pull pin and be on my way. Thank you very much for coming on yeah, the show today. Greatly me. appreciate it. Uh, hope to have maybe have you come back again sometime and talk about something else. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. awesome. So guys, if you haven't checked out uh, Brewer's Friend, uh, please do. It is a fantastic piece of software, and it's online. I believe you can try it for free for a little yes. bit, and then there's a premium and a pro pro package that you can subscribe to for uh, a, a, either on a monthly or a yearly rate. Uh, it's by far the easiest thing I've ever seen to take notes and also to build recipes and everything else on that on that way. So again, check us out, check them out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, Reddit, Reddit, uh, and all that. And, uh, that's great. So, and you can also check me out on Spotify, anchor, uh, Apple podcast, or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. Uh, thanks a lot for coming along for the ride and a beer or two along the way. Catch you on the other side, guys. Great. Cheers.
I'd like to say thank you to Nick from Brewer's Friend for being on the show today. It's greatly appreciated. I personally use Brewer's Friend software. It helps me stay on track, great timers, quick calculations, and you know what? It's soldier proof, so I can't break it. It's one of those things I always look for as a retired army guy. So I can't speak highly of them enough. Like I said, go check them out, brewersfriend.com. They do have a uh, Facebook presence, I believe also uh, uh, Twitter. I'm not sure about Instagram, but who knows? I mean, we really do. So go check them out at brewersfriend.com. And thanks for coming along for the ride and a beer or two along the way. I'll see you on the other side, folks.